forever. Dog. A party like no other. This week on the podcast, Diane Ho's The Invitation. Hey, welcome to Teen Creeps. I'm Lindsay Katai. I'm Kelly Nugent. Just keeping Kelly on her toes. Yeah. This is the podcast that discusses trashy teen horror. Yeah. And I guess, trashy like I s- said before, we're doing the invitation, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. This is what happens when you uh, deviate from a routine. From a routine. Uh, yeah. This week, we're doing Diane Ho's The Invitation. Yeah. I liked it. Me too. It was very unusual. It was very unusual and exciting. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the ending coming, and that's actually my critique a bit. It was a little left fieldy. It was like very much like, guess what? It was the thing that you couldn't possibly have known about. Yeah. It's my uh, it's my fucking uh, critique of uh, usual suspects. Uh, you know what I'm talking mm, about? Yeah. A lot of why should you know that? Me. Why should I know that that guy's pretending? We've talked about this. We're like, that's not a twist. No, it's not that's a twist. You it's a going, surprise. Fuck you! I was lying yeah. this whole time. Yeah, it was a yeah. surprise. Um, but I liked all the characters. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked Sarah. I liked all of the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except for Lynn. Okay, great. Obviously, the obviously villain. the vill. You're not supposed to like the vill. No. Um, Do you want to read the back of the book? Yeah. Uh, my goal in 2020 is to um read the back of the book sooner <laughs> yeah oh uh not very long so are you ready <laughs> hit me it arrives on crisp ivory paper with elegant gold script it is an invitation to a party like no other an invitation to death that's it that's, yeah short and sweet short and sweet baby i all of a sudden i'm like did i already own an invitation and then i read it on kindle i feel like i bought that Right when we started the podcast. Oh, really? Do you have There were some books that I bought right when we started the podcast going, surely we'll read this. Really? And then I like forgot. Like I have like four Nancy Drew case files. Case files. None of them the one that we're doing in a few weeks. Sorry. I have that one. fine. (laughs) (laughs) I can borrow it from you. Yeah. Um, That's okay. I already ordered it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. This may have been one. All of a sudden I realized that. Really? I don't know why. Anyway. Yeah, that's not much no. to go on at all. Yeah, so I didn't... It starts out with our girl, Cass. Mm-hmm. Well, not really our girl. No, a she's girl. a she's girl. She's a bitch. She's for sure on this game. Yeah, dude. Wow. Um, I Not an intentional murderer. Okay, cunt? But reckless disregard. No. Not just reckless disregard, but truly evil behavior. Yeah, this was like a mix of like psychological torture. What's the movie Ready or Not? It yeah. was like Ready or Not, but then also she I mean, I would say not K because she's not a murderess. Maybe like lowercase K. Okay. Cuz she's yeah. not a killer. She is very mean and doesn't care that people are dying and like blames people that are <sighs> on the brink of death for their attempts to escape. Her traps. Her traps. So, so we start with rich girl Cass. Mm-hmm. She is sitting with her beautiful black hair 
and she is looking at two stacks of beautiful, like, ivory or cream-colored envelopes Mm -hmm. that are going out to students at their high school to come to her fall party. She's very Reva Dalby. Plus. Plus. She, Reva Dalby wishes she was cast. Yeah. Because this is some truly reprehensible behavior. Yes. Reva's just, like, annoying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's, like, a bitchy annoying. I don't know. I wouldn't even put Reva on the cunt scale. I don't know. She said some pretty mean things. I think she's maybe just a she, bitch. she's like Q, lowercase Q. I think she's just a bitch. But but we can differ. Yeah, that's okay. We that's can fine. have different we opinions. We can disagree. Um, um, but so as soon as like in the book, she was like, I even uh, will be providing an extra bit of entertainment. And I was <laughs> like, oh, are you going to hunt some guests? I was like, very, right it was very um dangerous game. Yes. Ish. Yep. Which we read on Public Domain Theater. We did. Our very first? No, second. Second, because yellow pop. Yep. Yellow pop paper. Yellow pop paper came first. Um, So she's like, <laughs> I can't wait for the my party will be unlike it's ever been. My very exclusive party. Oh, and she <laughs> loves to walk up to people at school and then they will like think she's going to invite them to her party. Yes. And then she just walks she'll away. she sort of slow down as yes. if that might be the case. And then she picks up speed and walks away. And the people are like so sad and she just like laughs. Yep. She sucks. She sucks. So... A part of this, which I didn't really think about until later, because it's like everybody always wants to be invited to Cass's fall party. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how old is this bitch? What does this happen three times? Maybe? Yeah. 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 She's not 40. Yeah. This isn't like a long standing. She is a teenager. Yeah. But the book is very much treating it like everybody always wants to be invited. For decades. She can't like, I don't know. Maybe she's been having them since she was like eight. Maybe. I mean, high school's small. Maybe she started doing it in freshman year and then yeah. kept going. When you're young, everything feels yeah. like it's longer. Yeah. Anyway. She, she has note. this party and then I love that is Sarah the main character? Yeah. So Sarah gets an invitation. Mm-hmm. And her first thought is like, mm, something's up. Yeah. Don't I trust. I am not in her group. Mm-hmm. I've never been invited before. I hate her. Why would I go now? Yeah. She's like, no, all I want to do is practice violin and study. Yep. Um, and then that's her- all my mom wants me to do. Yeah. Her mom sounds shitty too. I did not enjoy her mom. And it's different ways. Yeah. And then her friends are Maggie, mm-hmm. who is kind of sporty. like she's a drum majorette. Sporty drum majorette, pretty red hair. Mm-hmm. Like tall. Tall. But thin. Thin. Ellie. Mm-hmm. Eleanor. Mm-hmm. Who is awkward and big. Mm-hmm. I forget. I kind of forget what she looks like, though. I think she... Why do I also picture her with red hair? But it might just be brown. Her hair is brown. Her sister's hair is red. Ah. Uh, her mean sister. Her bitchy sister, Ruth. I want to tell you about a theory that I had. Yes. That I was sad that didn't come to fruition. Okay. So her sister's all bitchy, right? And mm-hmm. she is not invited to this party, even though she's like a more popular she's more girl. popular, yeah. And so she's like, you shouldn't go, blah, blah, She ruins Eleanor's dress by pouring, and this like beautiful dress that Eleanor gets. She's she, so excited about it. It was like the first time she's ever thought she looked pretty in a dress. She pour, uh, her sister pours fuchsia nail polish on it. And Eleanor is forced to wear one of her mom's like 
Well, I highlighted Matronly the dresses. descriptions of everybody's dress that they yes. wore to the party or fancy outfit they wore to the party. So I have both Ellie's good dress and bad dress yeah. descriptions because it's such like this genre outfit porn. Yeah. Let me pull that up. There's Miss Ellie. Ellie couldn't believe her good luck. The dress was perfect, a blaze of royal blue and emerald green panels on a slender column of silky fabric. The dress lay spread out on her bed like a peacock's tail. Dressed only in her slip, her brown hair and beige rollers, Ellie smiled down at the miracle dress, the dress that slimmed her, put a light in her blue eyes, and made her feel like the pretty person she had always wanted to be. Then bitch Ruth pours the nail polish on it. She tells her mother, mom doesn't believe her. I fucking hate that. mom, I fucking hated that shit. The mom. Parents who refuse to recognize the consistent bullying. Yes. Sucks. Sucks so hard. I hate it. I hate that. Makes me so mad. You do not have strep throat, Kelly. (laughs) So when she returned, she was carrying a pale green dress with long sleeves, a row of gaudy bright gold buttons marching down the front, a wide gold belt circling the waist. I know exactly what this looks like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel for Ellie. Shirt waist dress. Yep. No, I know exactly what that dress looks like. Yep. I have seen that dress on a sale rack at Rampage, which is where we used to go to get our dresses. Says it fit, but the difference between the way she looked in the simple blue and green sheath and the way she looked in the matronly, sickly pastel shirt waist dress with its garish buttons and belt brought fresh tears to Ellie's eyes. I look, she thought dismally, like a fat clump of celery. That's so sad. So sad. (laughs) So her sister's like bullying her, right? And it's like, you shouldn't, like, there's no way that you were, like, they're going to be mean to you at this party, blah, 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 blah. So when, um, like, all the other kids at the party, basically when they arrive, they do this, like, she has them play um, musical chairs. She makes them play musical fucking chairs. Yeah. And the people who lose, she times it so that it's always the, one of our five. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, you get a consolation prize. You have to go into another room to get your prize. So each of them gets locked up in a different place. Turns out she's having everybody hide and seek for them, like try and get them. But so Ellie gets put into this, like into the stables. All of them are moved, like attacked and then moved. Except Ellie is not attacked or like captured. She's just like led, like a She's girl comes put. in. Yeah, yeah, a girl comes in and is like- I know exactly what you're going to say. I thought it was going to be her sister trying to protect her. I thought that too. And then it wasn't. And I was like, damn, that sucks. I know. I was really sad. Yeah. I was really sad for Ellie. Yeah. I was like, oh, the sister came through. Like maybe she showed up. Yeah. She saw that this horrible game was being played on her sister. And she like, you know, that thing where it's like, I can bully somebody, but I'm not going to let anybody else do it. Or like now that I've seen somebody be truly mean to Ellie, I realize how much I love her. No, Ruth never shows up. It's not Ruth. It's not Ruth. Um, so I'm, I'm going to read the outfits of the other. Yes, please, please, please. Five. That was Ellie. And the outfits will give us an idea of their personalities yeah. too. Then we have Donald who is dating a girl he met at camp named Dolly, who is like really doesn't want him to break up with her. But he now has a crush on one of the five, Maggie. 
Also, when Diane Ho was trying to get us to believe that it was Dolly, I was like, stop. Not for one second. Not for a second. Not for one second. No. So we've got Donald. Donald likes Maggie. Maggie likes Donald's. And they've just sort of like realized this about each other. And they're kind of like hoping that the party is like yeah, going to be the moment. They're both going to make their move at the party. Donald are already dressed for the party in crisp khaki slacks and a rust-colored sweater under a tan sport coat. Flinched. Oh. That fucking outfit. So khaki slacks. He's the only one with just like an awful outfit. Yeah. Khaki slacks. He's wearing a blazer over a sweater. Over Hot, hot, hot. It sounds so scratchy. So scratchy. He's probably so staticky. Yeah, really bad he's probably shocking everybody like when girls walk by him their hair like like looks <laughs> up a bit yeah <laughs> so then we've got shane new girl at school like white blonde hair very pretty has a secret a dumb ass secret yeah so, really dumb and her mom wants her to go to the party because she wants her to be popular she used to be popular at her old school she until does not the incident she doesn't like her new friends she thinks that they're very stupid and she's like you should be hanging out with the cool kids yeah the mom doesn't the like mom. the friends shane the girl loves her new shane friends. loves her friends she's mm-hmm. like i love my new life i love my yeah, new friends fuck you the new dress was bright red blood red shane thought gloomily with tiny sleeves and a short full skirt it was a very happy dress so why did she feel just the opposite? Why did she have such a bad feeling about the night ahead? You'll have a wonderful time, Mrs. Magruder said as Shane slipped into a pair of black heels and picked up her black clutch bag. Yeah, she looks great. That's a killer dress. She's like the hottest one at this party for Absolutely. sure. What is so Sarah wearing? Shane. Sarah. Well, first we have Maggie. Okay, Maggie, Maggie, Maggie. Maggie, our drum majorette. Um, blah, blah, blah. The black dress with spaghetti straps and sarong skirt was from last year's dance, but Donald hadn't been there, so he hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> and she knew it looked great on her tall, wiry body. She had twisted her copper curls into a bun at the back of her head, leaving a few rusty tendrils tickling her ears. The silver necklace, a tiny seagull on a delicate chain, was the finishing touch. Beachy! <laughs> She's wearing like a sarong skirt and a seagull like, necklace. Mm-hmm. It's fall, summertime. I'm in Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) That's Maggie. And now our girl, Sarah. Oh, yeah. So her mom is like, you're not going to that party. You have the violin and schoolwork. And she's like, bitch, now I do want to go. How dare you tell me what to do? And so then she goes and she buys a dress. It was beautiful. In an autumn color, the sales lady called burnt bronze and Sarah called simply gold. It set off the last of her tan and put golden highlights in her brown eyes. The soft folds of the calf flank skirt whispered against her legs as she walked, and the V-neck and short sleeves flattered her slenderness. Maggie had intertwined gold ribbon through Sarah's thick French braid and loaned her a pair of tiny golden hoops for her ears. She probably looked beautiful. She sounds like a like gold statue at an awards Rapunzel. show. Rapunzel. <laughs> She's like a golden Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. I always dreamed of having ribbons braided in my hair. Really? Yeah. I've never had that happen ever in my life. (laughs) You should have done it for your wedding. 2020. I should do it for this year. That'll be my 2020, the year of the ribbons. The year of the ribbons. I want to try it. I want to try it. I don't even know how to French braid my hair. That's the problem. Yeah. I can, but it looks bad and my arms get really tired and I get angry. (laughs) So I guess I can't. (laughs) I think I tried at some point in childhood and was like, no. It's just not for me. It's just not in the cards for me. No. 
if my hair is getting French braided, someone else is going to do it. I watched this episode of King of the Hill the other day and Luann, the mm-hmm. niece that stays with them, mm-hmm. is in beauty school and um, there's always like jokes about whatever she's working on or failing. And she's talking about like, well, I did really good in this, but I failed braiding. Yeah, I remember <laughs> and that. Peggy's like, the girls or the women in our family have never been able to braid. You know it. I know it. The whole town knows it. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I liked that show. It's really good. It's really good. And I always forget that Brittany Murphy voiced Luann. Yeah, and she's great. Mm, so sad. She was great. R.I.P. Sad. R.I.P. Um, so that's all our people. Mm-hmm. The, well, the other person who we need to know about is Riley Smith, who the is hottie. Sarah's crush, mm-hmm. hot guy who does run with Cass's crowd, mm-hmm. but who she is intrigued by. I also like, I like that Sarah was smart enough that when she like first kind of interacts with him and she's like kind of pissed about. um, Well, she's just been locked in a room. Well, I think even, yeah, or yeah, maybe it was then where she's like talking to him and, and she's like, I don't even really trust this guy because like he runs with Cass and she sucks. So like I should not trust him. And I liked that she wasn't just this dumb like, oh, he's handsome and and popular. I believe him. Yeah. I liked that. Even though he was a good guy. Sarah was a smarty. And I liked that Riley, I liked that Diane Ho didn't make him this like boring red herring where I was constantly like, we know he's not evil. Stop trying to make him evil. He was never. just like, because you're in his head when he finds about. Yeah. Finds out about the game that Cass has set up. And he stands up for them. And he's disgusted. I loved that. Me too. A king. We stand a king. We stand a moral king. Yeah. Love it. The game that Cass has set up is she's she's done the thing with the musical chairs. Everybody's she, locked in a different room. Yeah. She has created two stacks of cards for everybody to take. Yellow cards on which clues are printed about which... Oh, yeah. And she has their faces up on a security camera. Creepy. It's so creepy. And it's like, you guys are going to find these five people. Yeah. And so the yellow cards have clues as to where each of the people are. And the white cards are where they are supposed to put the stickers corresponding to each person. So Mm -hmm. when they find the person, they're not supposed to free them. They're also not supposed to hurt them. They're just supposed to take a round colored sticker from a roll outside of their room Mm -hmm. that's been set up. So technically the people don't even need to be there. No. she's a sadist. That's like not the point. Yeah. And so then once they collect all five stickers, then they go back to Cass and Mm -hmm. like everybody's whoever gets their first wins they're all trying to win a gift card to a music store at the mall yep it's so low stakes yeah and that just makes it all the more sickening yeah it's completely sickening and then people are doing it yeah people are like oh fun that's crazy I don't know these people so who cares Yeah. yeah it really sucks Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And the only, I mean, there are a couple of like conscientious objectors, but not really. Like it's some just kids. people not 
playing. Yeah. Uh, it seems like Riley's the only one who's like, I'm going to play this game, but I'm going to play it to find the people and let them out. Yeah. So um, the first person to experience anything is Maggie, who she's in a, in a, in a like basement pantry. pantry. Area. And she is bonked and then brought into a backseat of a car. And her hands are tied. I, like that this part was so, was so scary. Yeah, like thrilling. Like I was like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen? Like she's in the backseat of the car. She hears the person in the front, like kind of doing fiddling around in the front, and then they like kind of grunt in approval. The car starts. They just leave the car. They're, they've taken all the handles off the doors. She can't get out. Windows. She can't she can't roll down the windows. She can't open any of the doors. And they've hotwired the car. Yeah, so, so she can't. There's also no key to turn off in the ignition. So she's stuck in this running car that's in a garage, closed mm-hmm. garage. So she's like, "Oh my god, she I'm gonna a die!" Gag in her mouth. Yeah, she can't scream. Her hands are tied behind her back. So she like ends up being able to put the car into reverse. She hopes. Well, first, what she does is she's like, "One, gotta get this gag out of my mouth." Yes, and she like. Manages to hook it around the turn oh, the, um, indicator yeah. and like handle. And well, like, first she gets into the front seat. She used to get in the front seat. She was seat in the back. First. I forgot about yeah. that. This girl, Maggie is oh, VIP, I think. For sure. She has the most exciting kidnap and the most exciting escape. Mm-hmm. And, and also, she is does dying. the most to save her. She's dying the whole time this is happening. She's yeah. like losing the consciousness. She's filling with carbon monoxide. Yeah. And she like hooks the, a bit of the gag, and it takes her a while too. It's not just like boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. She manages to drag the gag out of her mouth. She's like, great, done that at least. It's also dark. Mm hmm. And, and she doesn't know about the hot wiring at the time. So she's like, oh, the yeah. keys. She searches for the keys. Can't find the keys. She tries to honk the horn, but her hands are tied. Yeah. And so she just jams her chin down on it mm-hmm. and fucks up her chin yeah. and teeth and, and head. disabled the horn. Yep. So she can't even do that. Nope. <sighs> so she just like How tries. does she get it into reverse? Also, the book is cutting between everything. Buddy's perspective it's like four the whole time. times. So you're only getting a little bit of the action yes. with Maggie, and then it'll take you to somebody else's experience, and you're like, "But what's going on with Maggie?" Yeah, I was concerned for Maggie. Yes, and then how does she get like move the the her feet? Her feet. That's what it is because she couldn't use her hands. I found it interesting that she's like, "Where's the gear shift? I can't find it." Oh, it's a European car. It's on the floor, and I was like. Right. There used to be gear shifts. Where you would do it on the yeah, wheel. Yeah, on the wheel. My parents' car used to have that um, in their SUV. Uh, I think it's certain cars still have it up there. So I'm trying to think of what kind of car they had that it did that. But now all of them are on the floor. Yeah. I do think at some point I drove a car Yeah, with it on the wheel, but I can't even remember the car or the last time that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but she can't read and she doesn't know what gear she's putting it into. So she could reverse and just go further into the garage. Mm-hmm. She does put it in drive and they go, her and the car go sailing through the garage door. And then they just, it just like thunks into the grass, mm-hmm. still spinning its wheels. And, um, and then she's just there like out, but still like choking. Yeah. Cause there's carbon monoxide in the car still. So, 
Um, at this point, let's go a little bit back in time to Sarah. Because uh-huh. Sarah- That's just Maggie's whole yeah. plight. We're only getting that chopped up in between Sarah and everybody else's story. Sarah is locked up uh, in, I forgot where. A music room in which Cass is pumping heavy metal music. Oh, yeah, that's right. Just to torture her. Yeah. And it's loud. Mm-hmm. It's like deafening. So then she remembers that Maggie's brother taught her how to break into a, uh, through a door using a credit card. Because she used to lock herself out a lot. Mm-hmm. And so she does it and she's successful. Like right away. <laughs> have you done that? I've done that before. I have. Yeah. It I've works. Used, I've used a credit card. It, I don't think I was able to break in or out of a house, but I've used it on a door. I locked myself out of my old apartment when I lived in Miracle Mile and I was able to do it on the front door and I was like, wow, we need a deadbolt. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Um, but so she breaks out and she finds uh, Riley, Riley. Like right away. And Riley's holding a clue and he's too dumb to get it even though I got it immediately. Yeah, I know. The second I like, saw it, I was like, a closet. duh, it's a closet. closet. Closet, Riley. He's like, what could this possibly mean? <laughs> I don't understand. And then Sarah walks up behind him and is like, it's this. And also, fuck you. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not in on it. And she's like, time will tell. Yeah, fine. You can help me, but I'm watching you. So then, but then everyone's kind of already being moved. Mm-hmm. Donald. So, yeah. Who do they? Yeah, Donald also gets bonked on the head and dragged out. And we don't even know what Donald's story is. We just know he's missing. Yeah. Oh, but we know he's missing because they go to find Donald and they just find a little piece of paper that says, chill out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what could that mean? I was like, freezer. I know, immediately. But they don't know people are being no. doubly kidnapped. No. So yeah, it is. They only find that oh, out. but they don't know. But then they f- get a clue and they're like, I guess we'll just hold on to this. This makes no yeah. sense. They go to find Maggie. Taken. Yeah, and then. The slip says, it's a gas. They figure out garage. And they had already found Maggie. That was the thing. They had found Maggie before and and they break her out of the car. Oh, right. And Cass comes out. And Cass is like, you broke my car. My dad's going to be so mad. And they're like, are you joking? Someone is trying to kill us. And she's that, like, a likely story. <laughs> that moment where Sarah was like, almost smacked her. I was like, no. Do it. Fucking yeah. slap that bitch. Yeah. She locked you in a room for sport yeah unacceptable they don't Cass like walks away and I did know that Cass definitely wasn't a part of the larger scarier yeah scheme but I was wondering if that was really the case yeah I I suspected the tr- what it was mm-hmm. but I was curious I was like is she part of it because that would be weird I sort of wish that had been the case but we can talk about that more as we get into it so so, right, they find Maggie first before they even understood. Then they figure out her clue. Then they go there. Then they find it's a gas, which makes them realize like, that oh. the chill out is a clue as to where Donald has been mm-hmm. taken. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And they're being girl? helped now by a couple Gwen kids, Gwen and, and somebody else. And they're helping. And Gwen is like, oh, that's probably this. Mm-hmm. And they go... It was up, up, and away. It was for um, the blonde girl. What's her name? Shane. Shane. Shane gets Well, this taken. is after they freed Donald. Yeah. They freed... Oh, they find Donald. And, oh, right. Who was she's like, freezing in that, in that walk-in freezer. Yeah. 
was and they had die. to find Cass again to get the key. Oh, and then Riley splits, and he's like, "I'm gonna go find Eleanor because they found out that she got moved." Oh yeah, she. They figure out she got moved to the sauna, which that's my fucking nightmare. I would rather die in the sauna than the garage. I would rather die in the freezer than freezer than garage than sauna. I think because the Actually, sauna to me is like I. You know how I am with heat. Yes. So I. I would be dead. I would not come back for that like Eleanor did. You would have to have been found sooner than Eleanor. Yes. Maybe my order of preference uh-huh. is garage. Okay. Because like poison gas, you just sort of go to sleep. You're sleepy. But so is being cold. Then you... I've... That's what I thought. But, but then, then I also heard really recently hot. that like that is... It isn't a pleasant death. Like oh. I think that that's a myth. I think it's um, I you, that you go too. crazy. I think you go crazy and you start feeling really hot and you take off your clothes. Oh my God. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's kind of like when you're drowning, your body is just like, breathe, breathe. Yeah. And then you're like, this feels amazing. And then drowning. Orgasmic death. Fucking terrible. Apparently. Really? Yeah. Sounds so, so scary. I mean, it's all horrible and I don't want to experience any of it. I want to live forever, but mm-hmm. here we are. Yep. I'm looking up. What it's like to freeze to death. Oh my God. Okay. While you look that up, can I tell you what happened to me today? Okay. So um, two things. One is like a delightful thing and one is like horrifying. Um, So I wanted to get some writing done today. So I like sequestered myself on my balcony, um, which you've been in my house. It's like right above the garage and like above the street. Um, And my cat, Smokey, was like being very annoying and like kept being obsessed with this one flower pot I was like why does he care about this flower pot and so he was being really fucking annoying so I made him go inside because he kept jumping on the flower pot and like smelling it so I put him inside and I closed the doors and I was just like quietly typing on my computer a squirrel comes down and goes up to the flower pot starts digging pulls out a full avocado and runs away What? I was like, and I was literally like jaw dropped. My jaw was open. I was just like, the whole time. I was like, what's he doing? And then he pulls it. He like rips this full avocado. And I was like, an avocado? And then he ran away. I was like, what? What on earth? He buried an avocado in my, in your flower pot to come get later. Yeah. And then he came back. remembered and got it. And then sat on a on a tree and ate it. <laughs> I was like, what? I feel like that's not good for that squirrel. That's too I much. I don't think so. It's too much. And also I was like, damn, Smokey's a good tracker. Like the fact that he was obsessed. I was like, I thought he was just being annoying. Yeah. And also there was like dirt around the pot and I was blaming Smokey. I was like, Smokey, what Aww. the fuck are you doing? You got dirt everywhere. And he was just like, what? And <laughs> I the- hate instances where I think a pet is being annoying yeah. and then I realized that I just wasn't realizing something. I didn't know that there was a full Like avocado. one day I was super annoyed with Edwin on a walk because mm-hmm. he was just like dragging and dragging mm-hmm. and then I realized at, and I was like pulling I was like come on. Yeah. And I realized it's because I put his harness on wrong oh. and so his leg was like he was like I hate this. behind the harness oh. and I was like I would <laughs> Or another time he was dragging, it was because there was something stuck in his little paw. Aww. So now whenever he drags, I like check. check. Okay. And then something horrible happened. 
So then I continue. I was like, oh, I was, I was buoyed by this wonderful feeling of watching this experience, this avocado. Yeah, that sounds like a gift. So I'm like, it's like God was smiling on you. Yeah. Well, then God took a shit on me because <laughs> I was. So then I'm like, la la la. I'm like still typing, and this man walks up. I don't like that. My trash cans are like lined up, and he, oh no, opens up the uh, uh, recycling bin, takes out the bag that's on the top, opens it, poops in it, and then closes it and puts it back in. And and I, so he, he, he like drops trow, and I was like, oh my god, what's happening? And I start just like packing up my stuff, and he just starts shitting in this bag. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I just like packed up all my stuff. I go inside, I close the doors, but I keep like, you know, power walking around and like going to my window and looking. He's still pooping. Then he like wipes and puts the wipe in there. And then he puts it back in the recycling. And I think the thing that I was most mad about- Is putting it back in the recycling. It's trash now. It's not recycling. It's not recycling anymore. It should go either in the green bin or in the black bin, not in the blue bin. So then I was like- Everyone like I was like, but then the people that go through my recycling for cans are going to think that I put poop in the recycling bin. Human poop. So then I'm like freaking out about this man pooping in my trash can. <laughs> and then this other man comes and he oh, starts no. to go through the recycling. And I was <gasps> no! like, no. <laughs> he picks up the recycling and just like looks at it and then like puts it down and then just walks away. And I wanted to be like, that wasn't me. <laughs> I didn't put the poop in the trash can or in the recycling. I like to imagine that they were rival recycle oh, farmers. Right. And this guy was like, they I want to fuck with this guy. Or like, my that's property. that guy's turf. Yes. That's that guy's Marking turf. Territory. He always goes through your recycling. Yeah. And he's like, I know that this and other this guy. motherfucker yeah. over here has been coming by and taking your bottles and cans. So guess what? But those are his bottles and cans. He's going to get a surprise when he opens that. I'll tell you what. He's going to get... A bag of my shit. Yeah, and see how gonna, he likes me now. I'm gonna tell you a detail that I'm sorry that I have to tell you. Oh no! But yeah, I experienced quality it, of the poop, and I can't. Yeah, it's gonna involve the quality of the poop. Yeah, I was packing up my stuff and I was trying to rush inside because I was like, I don't need to experience this man defecating. No. Um, and so I like run inside, and then I heard him poo, oh, which I no. didn't want to have to do, but I did. It wasn't great what was this man's general like state? Did it seem like a homeless guy who just needed a bathroom? Did it seem like a drunk, gross guy? No, it wasn't. I think he was probably a transient individual. Like he he probably didn't have a home. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was like, also I was like, man, that really sucks. Like I feel really bad, you know? Yeah, like, but also God. like, please don't do that. Yeah, that's the thing where I'm like, man, that sucks. And like, that sucks that he doesn't even have somewhere to go to the bathroom. Like I was like feeling very sad for him. Yeah. But also I was like, just put it in the trash. Like, yes, that's what I was going to say. Put it's it in the like, recycling. It's like out of the two of you. Yeah. Clearly he's having the worst time. Sure. His is the worst scenario yeah. out of these two. Watching somebody poop and then put it in your recycling, having to be the person who's pooping and putting yeah. it in recycling. Yeah. But don't put it in recycling. Put it in the trash. And the thing was, the trash was right next to it. That's that was, infuriating. That's what I was like, it's fine. If you have to poop in one of my trash cans, that's fine. Clearly, you're not doing it for kicks. No, I don't think you want to be doing that. No. He did it very fast, too. This poor man. So he just 
I think it was. But a, put it in trash. Put it in the trash. So that's like I, I'm not laughing at this man for pooping in my trash. No, but certainly the experience and is laughable. Yes, that that's crazy. That it was like right after the other. It was like this joyous, like oh, well, this squirrel found an avocado, <laughs> and then it was like minutes went by, and I like <laughs> look. Well, and that was the other thing too. So oh he walked God. by, and he hawked this huge loogie, mm. and I was like, ew. And then he pooped in my trash can and I was like, okay, well, that's worse. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Of the two. Of the two. I just, Uh, I feel like he was like, I see you. You're disgust at my loogie (laughs) and I will raise you pooping into a bag feet from you. So it was a plastic bag that he took out of. Yeah. It was a garbage bag. It was like a glad, uh, uh, like 13 gallon. It was from my trash cans at home. Well, so here's what I'm going to say and what will make his life more difficult. Mm. You can't recycle plastic bags in those city recycling bins. Really? Yeah. They don't recycle those. You they know get what? in the way of the recycling process. You have to take them to a separate location. You know what I usually use? I take them to the Vons or Target. I usually use paper bags. I don't know if that helps. Paper bags is, it's okay. those are recyclable. So I usually use paper bags. So that's the other thing that's so strange is that I don't, you've been to my home. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, do, I typically see those yeah, bags, the, the yeah. paper bags. I use the paper bags for, so actually, that was where did he get that bag unusual. from? It's unusual because he would not have pulled it out. So what I saw was, this is the series of events I saw. Mm-hmm. Walk, walk, walk. Yes. Hawk a loogie. Yep. Walk. And then I kind of like, Heard him futzing around in the trash. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, he's just going through it. It's fine. And then I like saw movement. So I like looked down and his pants were down and his butt was in a bag. <laughs> and I was like, oh, uh-oh. he might just carry those. So then he either, this is what he either did. But don't put it in recycling. That's the thing. Put it in the trash. Because my my two biggest fears were that someone else is sorting those that yes. a person is going to have to deal with his poopy. That was my like, I wasn't like. Because it's going to get dumped in a truck. Yes. And, and it's, it's going to touch. Fall, oh, and it's going to get squished. Very bad. And we have talked about this before, I believe, where it is both of our stance. Yeah. That when it comes to a choice of picking up your dog's poop. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Leaving in a bag the bag. And putting it. Yes. In recycling versus not picking up your dog's poop at all. The preference is don't Don't pick up your dog's poop at all. The same for me goes with if you're going to have a little baggie of dog shit. Mm -hmm. I would rather see dog shit on the ground than a bag of dog shit on the ground. Because then nobody's touching that and it can't just like live out its uh, cycle. Yeah. Which always pick up your dog's shit. Yes. I mean, the, the real answers pick it up and then yeah. take it put it in the, the nearest trash can that's the thing poo goes in the trash yes not in the recycle so that was my that's i had the- to tell you and i was like oh i'll just save it for the air because like and i experienced it mere hours before i arrived so i was like very what a agitated. day you've had a day and also i was like i ran in i was like micah 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 and he's like what and he's like <laughs> working and I was like, a man just pooped into a bag and put it in our recycling. And he was like, what? I was like, he's still out there pooping. Go look at it. 
And so he like goes out. He's like, what am I supposed to do? He's like, I'm not going to yell at him. I was like, I'm not no, asking don't you to do yell anything. at him. I just need you to see. I just need you to see that there's a man putting his poop in our recycling. And he was like, man, I don't know what to do. And I was like, I, we just leave it. We just leave it. I don't know. That must just be what that guy has to do. And that's the sad. And he that's- probably, and like kudos to him for doing it in a bag. Yeah. There we go. Just don't put it in See, that's the thing. Human poop, rather it be in a bag always. Yes. Always. It's he's doing the sanitary thing. Yeah, it clearly must be what he has to do. Well, from what he I probably heard, he really like had to pees go. on a tree. Yeah, and then he carries around a around bags for if he has, has to do something. It was else. a big thirteen gallon bag though. That's the thing. You don't need a bag that big for a poo. And if you would put that in there, I assume that it would be to take out the recycling, not yeah. to just like put a bag in there. That was the thing. I. When we take out our recycling, must we just those. take the paper bags out. Yeah. So he either took it out of the trash. But like he couldn't depend on finding that. I think he just had to go or I wanted he, to go. If he is a guy who has to live on the streets. Yeah. That might be. He has a bag. His it's just thing. whatever bag just, he found. He carries yeah. bags with him maybe. Yeah. So I don't know. In honor of this man, donate to your local homeless shelter, like volunteer at the kitchen or something. Look up what is and is not recyclable. Truly, because here's the thing: that could be any one of us, right? Like there, but for the grace of God. Yes. So just know for yourself. And the Los Angeles homelessness problem is horrendous. Yeah, it's really out of control because our local politicians refuse to take steps to control rents because the rents. They're too damn high. They're too damn high. And also the way that they deal with the homeless is not to give any resources to them, but rather to make it uninhabitable for them to live in certain places. There's this policy or this like like philosophy in city council that the real problem is that homelessness in Los Angeles is too attractive. And so people aren't trying hard enough to find housing and jobs, which is such bullshit. Do you think that guy likes pooping in a fucking bag? Like a thousand people died out on the streets. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not. This is not. It's, it is crazy to me. It is, it is truly upsetting when people say that homeless people are lazy. They should just get a job. Like it, the lack of empathy to me is shocking. Yes. And what? it is such a vicious cycle. Yes. We don't even let people sleep in their cars. Nope. Nope. And that's messed. Mm-hmm. That's truly messed. That would be the easiest. Fuck it. Just don't make it legal for people to sleep in their cars, mm-hmm. and then they don't have to sleep in tents under. Yeah, or where was it in like Sweden where they just gave them housing? So like, I mean, you know that's all those, what really should be happening. You, you know, you know all those um like unfinished condos that they cannot get anybody to buy. Yes, give them to them. There are. There's one method of dealing with that. I think it's called. Um, vacancy tax yeah or tenancy tax or yeah. something where it's like for those luxury condo places you have to pay a tax for each unit that isn't filled really which so forces them makes you to, to you put your rents lower prices lower. exactly so that's that smart. people will take them that's smart that's yeah. just like like working the market that's n- yeah. like the other thing is sb50 which would make it legal to turn like to make like multi unit housing mm-hmm. near big like transit areas Mm -hmm. because right now so much of zoning is dedicated to single family housing Mm -hmm. and that's why there's such a housing shortage. Yeah. 
because like the people who have been in their houses since like 1950 just get to hold on yeah. to their zoning laws and yeah. their property taxes as though everything's still the same, which it is not. And that's the other, like, honestly, and, and you know I what? think actually- My fucking state senator uh-huh. shelved it, just shelved it. Didn't allow people to vote on it really? in 2019. Just didn't make it a part of the legislative session. Yeah, I don't remember so, seeing it. Anthony Portentino, I uh-huh. believe. Give him a call if he's your state senator because yeah. that guy sucks. I mean, it's also like, I, from what I remember um, reading, and granted this, there might be more nuance to this than I understand, um, but like in countries where they have given homeless people housing, it's worked out very well. Mm-hmm. And it's actually helped with like bringing these people back into the job market. Like, cause I don't know, like that is so like, it's so, I, I know housing is a so, human right. It also just sounds so basic to say that like thinking that homelessness is a quote problem mm-hmm. that rather than like these people need help um, is classist. But it's like truly like if you think that, oh, those homeless people should just get jobs or they should just reach out to family or whatever. Saying it's just anything yeah. in regards to homelessness. Well, it's like, it's also assuming that like those people know someone with means who is willing to give them a break, which is like. Don't you think they'd be leaning on that support system already? Yeah. And like, or, you know, it's very complicated because like there are, I know uh, I one of when I was growing up, there was a kid that um, their uncle was homeless and he just like wanted to be homeless. Uh, and it was mostly due to addiction problems. Uh-huh. Um, but like the idea to you that you're just like, it reminds me of when was it Mitt Romney was like, just borrow money from your parents to go to college. Yeah, It's like that. It's like, just talk to your rich friends and have them support you. It's like, but what makes you think they know someone that can help them? Another really weird barrier to uh-huh. somebody getting off the streets that's very, very sad mm-hmm. is so many of the, um, so much of the housing in Los Angeles, at least, um, you can't have a pet. And a lot uh, of homeless people have pets. Mm-hmm. And you have to pay for, for companions. your pets too. Yeah. And so they'll like get a place and the landlord will be like, sorry, no pets. You can't bring your dog with you. And that dog has been like your whole support system for the yeah. last three years out yeah. on the street. So it'll be like, okay, well, I guess I'm not taking this apartment then. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. Um, it It is really like, and I know that a lot of people are like, well, you know, businesses need to protect themselves, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> That's all they have done yeah They're fine but it's like you have to think about like do, are you really saying that like that person doesn't deserve to have a pet or a home or like exactly like, you're it's saying like the that people there's who are like are you really poor if you have a phone yeah fuck oh really like internet is off. a basic right at this point everybody has it everybody needs it how yeah. the fuck are you gonna find a job how are you gonna yeah. like stay in contact with the world yeah <clears throat> yeah it's nuts it's like if you were really poor, you would have nothing and then maybe society would help you. Well, because it also like prescribes this value of like that person deserves more than this person and like I deserve more than this person. And I am I mean, I feel like I've screamed about this on this show so much, but it is very like, I feel like those people are afraid that if you say, 
hey, everyone should ha- be able to have whatever, then they're like, oh, you're saying that I don't have a special, like I didn't work hard. It's like, no one's fucking saying that. And oh we're my not talking God. about you. Yeah, we're but they always make them. it about them. You know what pisses me off? What? Politicians' obsession with helping the middle class. Yeah. Because it really just ignores everybody who is considered below middle class income. Mm -hmm. Why are we so obsessed with like, oh, we have to help the middle class. Oh no, a shrinking middle class, blah, blah, blah. There shouldn't be a middle, like, what about the lower class? Yeah. There shouldn't be classes at all. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. It it is very like um, a politician that's not part of the middle class being like, we should protect the middle class. And then it's like, but... So you're trying to preserve the class system. Mm-hmm. And does that mean that like it's very um, like, like golden cage, you... which I think we've talked about, which is yes. like, it's also that like, which is like the people that are in the middle class are like, yeah, we should protect. And I'm like, dude, don't you see what they're trying to do? They're just turning us against each other. Yeah. If we were all like in solidarity together, like I, I probably need to look at it, into it more because I'm not positive about how these numbers work out. But the whole like the Pete Buttigieg thing where he was like trying to act like he was the more progressive person because mm-hmm. it's like, well, I don't think that a poor person should have to pay for public co- college for a billionaire. Like, oh, that. Go to hell. Yeah. If you're going to be progressive and say that it's free for everybody, it's free for everybody. It has to be free for everybody. Because... Also, it isn't even how it works. Like, if we're all being taxed differently, they're being taxed mm-hmm. progressively. And mm-hmm. so they are paying for more of it. And then yeah. there's also that thing where it's like, well, okay, even if you have rich parents, it doesn't mean that they're paying for your college or helping you get through college. Yeah. Like, you don't know what people's situations are. So there's that. But then it's like, it doesn't. His definition of like, oh, we help middle class is anybody who makes under $100,000. Do you know how far $100,000 goes at this point? If you're making over $100,000 or like $100,000 and then your kid is going to college and their college is- College is like like, $60,000. So- I mean, that's probably like a private school. But if you're going to a public college like- I am still paying off my public college debt and I am 37. Yeah, I'm still paying. I went to private. So somebody has $100,000 that they make every year and then their kid's college costs $30,000 a year. So you want them to then only be making Mm $60,000 where somebody who already makes $60,000, their kid goes for free. What are you even talking about? It just doesn't make sense. It's very confusing. Is he the one that said that people love their health insurance? I think that's probably every other politician. <laughs> probably Biden. Someone said no, that. No, a lot of politicians oh, say that, that. like we shouldn't have health care for all because like unions worked really hard for their health, health insurance, insurance. So like all their work would be for nothing. And it's like, or what? Or people who are like, I don't think it's like, is it really fair to say that college is free to all the people who paid for college yeah it is dude because they shouldn't want every other generation to suffer just because they had to pay for college Yeah, i paid for college and i am still paying debt for fucking law school i would fucking and i do not give a flying fuck even if people don't have to pay anything even if there wasn't student debt forgivement forgiveness forgiveness 
forgiveness. I was like, that is not the word. (laughs) I need to go back to call it. Uh, Even if there wasn't student debt forgiveness with the person who's making college for free. So anyway, Bernie 2020, let's say Mm -hmm. Bernie wins. Yeah. College is free. Student debt forgiven. Medical debt forgiven. Even if it were the case that it's like, well, public college is now free, but we can't forgive student debt. I'd be like, okay. Yeah, fine. I mean, certainly not my druthers, but yeah, I'm perfectly happy for from now on college is free. I don't care. Because that is good. Like objectively, that's college being right. free is like, good. That's the other and their thing whole like- thing about like ugh, billionaires, ooh, we shouldn't have to pay for their college. Ooh. But that like also the whole thing of like, we shouldn't make healthcare free because- what about the people that had to pay for it? Like, I'm just thinking about like any kind of social progress, civil yeah. rights movement. We're like, well, we shouldn't do that because what about the people that had to suffer it? It's like, yeah. what? Like, well, should we really integrate schools when like, what about the people who had to be slaves? Is that fair? Yeah, like that <laughs> bullshit. I'm what like, is what? this logic? Well, it's just like, it's trying to find any fucking way to keep your power. Yes. Um, Keep the status quo. sucks. Oh, th- that was the status thing I was going to say. Is like, they were the Buttigieg campaign was then trying to pivot from like, well, I don't think you should have to pay for millionaires yeah. and billionaires kids to go to college. They were trying to then pivot to like, everybody else is trying to judge you just because you didn't go to college. It's like, wait, that what? is, they were trying to sell this spin that they were more progressive because they weren't insisting that everybody has to go to college. Oh, and well, so they're you're not like insisting it. Classist, if you're like, anybody who doesn't go to college, like, sucks. That's not what people are saying. That's fucking crazy. Of that's course, crazy. that's not what people are saying. Because also, like, uh, Bernie's plan, it would also be f- free to go to trade school and community colleges and stuff. Well, also, and just because like, something's free doesn't mean you have to do it. Yeah, and are, are you really going to sit there and tell me that almost all good jobs don't require a college degree. They do. I don't think it's right that we live in a world where that's the case, but all good jobs are like college degree required. So like, well, they're over there like going, we don't judge you for not going to college and we're not going to help you go. (laughs) That's, oh, this is so weird. This is is why I like, I don't understand why Buttigieg is hanging on in this race i have no idea i don't like anyone but bernie and warren and then warren just keeps backing off we'll it see makes me i it, it breaks really my heart every time out. she does it because i'm like man i had such dreams for you it's like i mean it's not like she's terrible no i mean but we she have just terrible. keeps like <laughs> inching back and inching back and inching back and certainly she or bernie being president great biden fucking terrible oh my god judge maybe worse <laughs> just I because no i don't idea. trust that little weasel? i just don't know what's gonna like for me it's like everything is such question marks and also like everything is so doomed seeming that i'm like i and i don't trust anyone i'm like i actually i i think i trust in general warren and bernie um but like any literally anyone else i'm like pfft I truly do not. I don't have any idea. I have no idea. I trust Biden and Buttigieg to defend the status quo and nothing else. I mean, Biden, I can't. I can't with Biden. I can't. It's, can't. it's not. I haven't followed I mean, enough of what Buttigieg has been doing to have like major opinions on him. I know like the big 
stuff. But like Biden to me is like Biden would be very cannot cannot. Um, At least I know what I'm getting with him. Yeah, it would be it would be very nice to have a gay president. That would be a huge, huge win. But same as with having a woman president, it has to be the right person. Yeah, what am I going to vote for Sarah Palin? Yeah. No. Gross. No, dog? No. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Anyway, so everybody gets invited to this party. To a party, and they have to run for president when they get to the party. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really bad. Um, okay, so guess so what? Guess who's the killer? Donald. Oh, so they find Shane. She was in the attic. Yeah. Guess who's the killer? Oh, she got scratched by a little kitty cat, too. That was strange yeah it was weird I was didn't like, it seem like that was gonna lead to something and then it was just like nope she just got scratched by a cat i thought she was gonna like remember that the cat was like a piece of shit and then like throw what's her name down there and she would get attacked by the cat <laughs> didn't happen no that was a real that was like chekhov's cat that never went off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh we saw the cat in the first it? act and then it wasn't used yeah it's chekhov's cat and um schrodinger's gun yeah <laughs> <laughs> guns in a box do you know if it's been shot we don't know. It has and it hasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, yeah. it turns out. Ugh. Which, should we have had any reason to know this? I knew I it was knew probably it was, to do with Shane. I knew it was connected to her weird shady backstory. I didn't know what her backstory was. I was like, is she a vampire slayer? <laughs> Did she burn down her gym? And now a vampire's there? Puppy? Puppy, is that you? But she, so... <sighs> I thought this was very lame. Mm. I thought this was a terrible. The Lynn thing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just make Lynn like fully crazy over something important. That was the problem. It wasn't important. It wasn't important at all. And it was like very, a very dumb reason for them to have been ostracized in their old town. So what it is, is Lynn... And Shane were best friends in this other town. And Lynn convinced Shane to help her steal a ring from a jewelry Declaration store. of Independence. Yes, to steal the Declaration of Independence. Um, there was a national treasure at stake. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Cage was there. He was stuck in a wicker man. Freeze! <laughs> Sandra Bullock was nearby. She was having to drive a bus very fast. Very Why fast. was she there? Nobody knows. It wasn't connected in the slightest. Not at all. Um, so they take this ring. It turns out it's super expensive, way more expensive than Shane thought. It's like five thousand dollars, eight thousand yeah. dollars. Five grand, baby. They get caught immediately, but because they're minors and they had no previous offenses, and because the ring was recovered. They just get off with like probation and community service, but like the whole town turned against them. And so Shane's family moved away so that she could start new and Lynn's family wouldn't because they A, couldn't afford it and thought she should have to suffer the consequences. And so Lynn went crazy and and gained weight. Ew. Yeah, she gained weight. Ew. She put on a few and it's gross. And her hair's like not And she like doesn't wash her hair anymore. And, and she put on a wig and she was pretending to be someone named Gwen. The fact that the kids at the party fell for her fucking blonde wig. You know that that wig looked Wigs fake as shit. have to be so well done. 
You know it wasn't lace front, first of all. You know it was like party city, platinum blonde, terrible. It was like, hey, if you want to play like Sandra D, here's Mm -hmm. a dumbass blonde wig. It was Henry Cavill as the Witcher wig. It was it was Daenerys. It was a wackadoo wig. It was not good. And everyone's you like, no, oh, it wasn't. You're not blonde. I'm what? like, what? Suddenly in place of Gwen was this other person. She's like, yeah, that's because I was wearing a wig. They're like, whoa, now I recognize you. No, that's the thing about like, especially books, because now you can get wigs that are decent quality pretty easy because of the Internet. But you're telling me that in the fucking 90s, some crazy ass girl was able to get a really good looking wig. I don't think so. She was too, and this was like a last minute decision of hers to do this. And why was she helping the other people find them? They're like, "What? Why were you helping us as this person named Gwen?" She's like, "Cause it was fun." I was like, "That's not a good enough reason, yeah. Diane." Yeah. No. Diane. No. 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 And she's like, "So, Lynn is like, I'm gonna kill you now, and I killed all your friends too, but I also left clues in case anybody does want to save them. Kill any of your friends, but help save one of them. Yeah, and I help save one or two of them. Anyway, revenge. Anyway, I'm gonna put you out on this balcony. Am I gonna push you? No, I'm just gonna put you there because I know how afraid of heights you are. You'll just fall right over. So she's dragging Shane out to the balcony." They can hear police sirens. Mm-hmm. Shane is freaked. Her and bean is Sarah freaked. Sarah is like, wait, what'd you say? Her bean is freaked. Her bean is straight up freaked. Yeah. She's got a freaky bean. She's got a freaky bean, y'all. Can't control it. Sarah is like so quick on her feet. Oh, yeah. She is a fast thinker. Yeah. So she starts inching toward a dartboard. <laughs> Okay, I did not understand this part very much. She's inching toward a dartboard. She ever so tinily moves (laughs) to grab a dart. She gives Riley a look or something. Oh, yeah, and he doesn't nod, thank goodness. He doesn't nod. He gets it. He, like, acts more ready. He, like, shifts ever so slightly so she knows he's ready. And then as she's throwing the dart, she screams, Riley, save Shane now, and throws the dart, and it sticks itself into Lynn's hand or wrist. Okay. And she go- falls and backwards? Goes, and it the pain startles her, so she lets Shane go, and she falls backwards. No railings. And doesn't even scream. Silently falls Yeah, because she took this, the uh, railings off. Yeah. She's dead. I loved, I loved <laughs> right there in the attic, and Cass is with them now. And who's Cass? The bitchy girl oh, who right. set everything up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and so she's like, I'm just going to put her on the balcony. And Cass is like, it doesn't matter. There are guardrails. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she thinks she's being like, I've got you there. I know. And they're like, mm, I took him off. And she's like, oh, well, well, okay. That's not cool to mess with my mom and dad's house. <laughs> uh, and then she falls down. She's dead. Uh-huh. And they all just embrace. And they like, Lynn reveals the story to them. And the whole thing is like, Lynn's gone crazy. And she's convinced herself that actually it was Shane's idea. There's no way this town was ostracizing her to this extent. Also, she's claiming that her parents kicked her out. It's like, okay, well, if your parents kicked you out, now you can go to a different town. Go to another town. Start over. Lynn, you dummy. Also, like, it needed to have been 
better. The crime was not like stealing a watch. Like I don't ring a ring. Sorry. Stealing a ring. Like I just feel like that wouldn't get you. Like I know that she didn't want it to be a crime that was so reprehensible that we wouldn't like shame. (sighs) But at the same time, it should have been a higher stakes. It needed to have been more. I don't know if it's maybe she was in a car crash. Yeah. And killed Lynn's boyfriend by accident. Or like Lynn has always been crazy, right? Uh-huh. And they um go to steal the ring and Lynn kills the security guard the or security something. Security guard. And technically, um, in the court of law, if a murder occurs during a felony, then you are found guilty of felony or you are um you can be found guilty of felony murder. Um, so maybe that, right. So then she gets involved in this like felony murder thing, but then she gets immunity because she, uh, testifies against. Yeah. She like gives Lynn, Lynn up and then, but Lynn like um, escapes or something. Were, yeah. They were juveniles or something maybe. And Lynn comes, gets out early or escapes or whatever. And then she comes out and tries to exact revenge. Fine. Because sure. then we could be like, you the didn't. Stakes are high. Yeah. Someone died. You were not involved. It was Lynn. Lynn did it all. Fine. Yeah. But no, they stole a ring and their parents, they shoplifted. Yeah, they shoplifted. And Shane's like, wow, I thought you guys would be mad at me. And I was like, why? And everyone's like, if no, I, if I found you. out like, oh, I tried to steal a ring and now I'm here and I'm so sorry, you guys. I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'd just be like, <laughs> I'd almost be confused as to why I was even being told. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It like kind of reminds me of like, when people are like sharing like, oh, I hit rock bottom or whatever, like with this thing. Mm-hmm. And then someone shares their story and it's like not that bad. Like I remember like, um, oh, I was talking to um, this girl I knew in law school. And it's one thing to be like, oh, we're going to commiserate. Like you're sharing your story of your trauma. I'm going to share a story of my trauma. But she would do this thing a lot where she'd be like, I know exactly what you mean. I went through something exactly like that. <laughs> and then hers would be like, not anything, anything like that. Like not even something worth telling someone else. It's like that where you're like, oh, why are you telling me this? Okay. It'd be like, it'd be one thing if you were like having a late night. Oh, let's have a movie night. We'll order pizza, snacks, sharing movies things. over and you're sharing yeah. things. And you're like, oh, why did your family move here? And your friend goes, it's actually a really weird story. It's not something I'm proud of. Me and my friend, we stole this ring. I didn't know how expensive it was. Turned out it was $5,000. We got caught. And then like everyone in town just looked at me different. So my parents moved here. I'd be like, wow, that's really hard. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. I'm sorry that that happened. That sucks. Versus, look... I have something to confess. And also like and you might not want to be friends with me after this. <laughs> also like for it all to come from like, you know, like to find out like that's why, like this is yeah. why you're like. If somebody's being held at knife point. Yeah. And you're like, why are you holding them at knife point? They're like, we once tried to steal a ring and then people wouldn't talk to me much anymore. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, fuck you. That's nothing, dude. Away. Yeah, away with thee. Away. Um, I still really liked this book, though. I did, too. It was, it was just, it, was, it didn't stick the landing. No. But it was, it really, like, um, intrigued me. 
And I was, it was yeah. very unique and different from the, a lot of books. We the read. structure was really unique. Mm-hmm. I, I would say read it. Really see this as a movie. Me too. It was so cinematic. Like it's the cold open of the book. Yes. I was like, this is a movie. This is a cold open. Yes. It was good. It was cool. Yeah. A good read. A good read for sure. Um, uh, so that is The Invitation. By Diane Ho. By Diane Ho. Um, if you want Sorry to- Sorry to have gone on a politics rant again. Oh, that's okay. But it's, it's that time. It's all we're going to be thinking about. And it's very important. Make a decision. Yeah, I mean, it was just, and also it was just like part of our coping process. Like yeah. sometimes I don't want to talk about it and that's my coping process. And yeah. Sometimes I do. And right now we wanted to. And it was inspired by a man having to poop in a bag. It's true. And then not knowing so how know to what? recycle that poop. It was based off of like a real thing. Yeah. So um, thank you so much to all of our Patreon uh, people. You guys help support our show. Uh, our Patreon producer level is the $15 a month level you get all the perks plus we shout you out by name in the show so we wanted to give a special thank you to our patreon producers thank you to ashley fritz claire moore danny emily pooley julianne hannis karen lewis kelly burns christerina landry desmond mandalay wolschlager micah Eunice, miguel camacho molly marks rogue kalahua sarah jaggers sarah nichelle sasha gibson sydney bollinger victoria beck and wendy bartos thank, thank you, you so, so much. much for the extra support you give to the show and if you are reading along with the podcast, did we already do this? No, we didn't say what okay, we're talking I didn't about next. Think so, because I was looking it up. Next up, we are reading. Oh yes, we're reading the sequel to Flowers in the Attic, <gasps> Petals on the Wind by VC Andrews. It's been a long time coming, y'all. A long time coming, and we will be joined by a very special guest. Very special. She's my best friend, Bonnie Yay! Walker. She's coming up for a visit, and she's a huge VC Andrews from forever. Um, so she's very excited to do the show with us. It's gonna be great. Yeah, um, we are excited to be going back to VC. That'll uh-huh. be really fun. Um, if you want to support our show uh, in a non-monetary way outside of Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/TeenCreeps, uh, you can one uh, auto subscribe uh, so that it automatically downloads. Yeah. Change your settings so that each new episode downloads automatically. Um, leave a friendly review. Tell a friend, a lover, or an enemy about our show. Um, double subscribe on your two different phones. Oh, if you, um, like, you're flirting in a bar, mm-hmm. be like, let me put my number in your phone. Subscribe them to Teen Creeps first Ooh, yes. and then put your number in their phone. And make sure that when you subscribe, you auto-download. <laughs> auto-download. <laughs> and um, what's another thing you could do? Oh, download, listen to it, download again. Download again. You Just don't have to listen to it again. Just keep downloading. Just keep inflating it, those download. Delete numbers. It, download. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to follow us on everything, we're at Teen Creeps Pod. Uh, yeah. That's it. That's right? all the biz. That's the biz. Yeah. So we'll see you for Petals on the Wind next week. Keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.